Hello and welcome to episode 1 of Roleplay Rescue's Solo Tales. I'm Che Webster and this is the podcast which collates my recorded solo tabletop roleplaying sessions, giving them a new home away from my main show, Roleplay Rescue. Solo Tales began during season 12 of Roleplay Rescue, originally released back in March 2023. The game itself had been played sometime in late February because I generally work about three weeks ahead of general release. Given the positive response to what was intended to be simply an experiment, I decided to make some more episodes and share those as well. And the current pattern is that I seem to manage a new episode about maybe once a month and release it as a bonus to Roleplay Rescue, but well, that's getting to be a bit messy. So here we are, a whole new podcast for Roleplay Rescue's Solo Tales, Thanks for listening. I hope you like it. And, well, here's the original first episode, unedited and re-released, just the same as it was on Roleplay Rescue. Game on. Hey, this is John from Tale of the Manticore, and you're listening to Roleplay Rescue. Jay's gonna bring me back Plus one to attack Oh, oh, oh I want to come back to the dice Oh, 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 oh I think I need some good advice I need a roleplay rescue Oh, yeah I need a roleplay rescue Oh, yeah Oh, yeah Hello, rescuers Welcome back to Roleplay Rescue, the podcast about rediscovering our lost role-playing games hobby. My name is Che Webster, and today, well, this is a highly experimental episode. As I said last episode, I want to explore the roots of my own hobby by revisiting my first imaginary game world. Through dreams and many hours of daydreaming as a teenager, I uncovered a rich fantasy realm that I'm long overdue returning to visit. Despite a few attempts to bring other tools to the table, games that I deeply enjoy and seek to explore, the reality is that the first game I stole from my dad, RuneQuest, and the even simpler basic role-playing introductory booklet, have become the key to unlocking that specially made game world that exists just for me. And I have begun as all good games begin, with some characters, a situation, and a simple first session. This is Season 12, Episode 2. Crag's Ruin. I'm sitting down to roll up some new solo characters for a game which I've normally set at a place called Crag's Ruin. Crag's Ruin is mentioned in one of the examples of the booklet Basic Roleplaying and Introductory Guide, which came with the 1980 RuneQuest 2nd Edition box set and was probably the first booklet that I sort of delved into in terms of learning how to run roleplaying games. So I sort of photocopied a copy of the character sheet, which is really actually three sort of small lozenge-shaped records um, for what is based, a very, very minimalist game system. But I just wanted to try this out, and Crag's Ruin is, is mentioned, as I said, as a place off in the distance um, when you kind of go through this introductory game system bit. I'm just trying to find the page. Uh, the quote is, um, you're on the road and... From the wagon you spy a dark tower broken and mysterious atop a distant knoll. A foreman tells you that it is Crag's ruin, that ghosts dwell there, and that his father once helped kill the troll nearby. 
He also tells you not to worry because he has his javelins with him and you are safe. And uh, that little, uh, that little nuggets kind of inspired me wanting to play and discover what was up there. So I will be playing some solo gaming. I'm going to be using the uh, Mythic GM's emulator uh, deck with that because it's nice and straightforward. But I thought I'd roll up some characters. And I don't know why, but I just felt like I would record that and share it with you guys. So um, let's get going, really. So my first character, I've named my characters. Um, basically, very unimaginatively, I decided to go with an A, B, and C. So I've got an Aelin, Beric, and Caleb. And we're going to roll up um, Aelin first. Now, Life from Statistics section in the basic role-playing tells us that we're going to roll 3d6 for each of these statistics. I think in later BRP, intelligence and size get rolled on 2d6 plus 6. Uh, but in this very early edition, this is like the very first sort of taste of, of basic role-playing, which of course was derived from RuneQuest, and which Greg Stafford and Lynn Willis sort of simplified, and of course has gone on to become the modern gold book BRP, and, and spawned so many other games. Call of Cthulhu being notable. So anyway, I'm just going to roll. So um, Aelin is going to get strength, and we've rolled an 8. Let's roll that down. And then constitution, um, wow, 16. Size, uh, a 10. Intelligence, that's uh, 14. Uh, power, uh, 14. I always love the power stat, by the way. It's the, the, the magic stat, the awareness stat. Dex, a nine. And charisma, 13. Okay. Um, in later BRP, charisma was renamed as appearance, and the derived role, persuasion, got renamed as charisma, which is, um, I don't know, I think I prefer the old name, charisma and persuasion, but there we go. So Aelin has those things, and then... What you would do is, for the idea roll, luck roll, dodge roll, and persuasion, it's five times the stat values uh, for each of those. So I'll write those down in a moment, um, off mic. And then for skills, um, it's very, very simple. You've got a bunch of kind of beginning, normal starting percentages. It just gives us a straightforward thing. So I'm just going to do this the first time. So the jumping is 45. These are percentages. Climbing is 55. Listen is 45. Spot hidden item is 25. Move quietly is 25. Um, throw is 45. Hide is 55. And then first aid is 45. So all the characters would have those same skill values um, in this very, very basic rule set. And the idea is that as you use them, you can gain experience rolls and improve them, which is fine. Let's roll Beric. So, strength, uh, 13. Constitution, uh, 12. Um, oh, fell off there. Uh, an 11 for size and an 11 for intelligence and a 10 for power. And 12, dexterity, charisma, 10. Okay. So, so far we've got Aelin, who's kind of a bit weedy, uh, but kind of hardy, good constitution. Um, pretty intelligent and has some kind of talent with, with, well, I don't know, 14 power is a 
good, but it's not amazing. Um, so, you know, yeah, above average, I guess. And then he's kind of like quite charismatic, whereas Beric is very much stronger and sort of more of a tough tough guy and reasonably dexterous as well. Um, let's have a look at Caleb, what we got here. So a 10 for strength. Constitution, wow, 15. Um, got 14 size. He's big and burly, isn't he? Seven for intelligence. <laughs> uh, power, ooh, 14. And dexterity, oh, dice has fallen off, I'll re-roll that. Uh, nine, 10. And then charisma of 13. Excellent. So those are our three sort of basic characters. And then from this rule set, um, you basically get to sort of pick some gear. Um, I think there's a random, is there a random table? No, just um, kind of a list of some basic weapons in here. Um, and I guess you'd have to imagine other equipment. And then there are some little sort of solo scenario bits to play through. Um, the main bit being the um, old little marshal of your neighbor has been complaining about a bear is stealing her chickens and she can't do anything about it. So off you go to deal with the bear, um, which I might play through, but we'll, um, we'll see. The um, main thing I want to do is send these characters on up to Crag's Ruin and see what happens there. Game on. Day one, Chaos Factor five. Character status, Aelin 16 hit points, Beric 12 hit points, Caleb 15 hit points. The old widow Marsham has been complaining about a bear that's stealing her chickens, and she can't do anything about it. She's looking for someone to do something to put an end to such goings-on. Aelin has heard about her plight and gathered his adventurous friends, Beric and Caleb, to go hunt the bear. Arriving at the old widow's farmhouse, she's desperate and takes Aelin aside to talk about the situation over a hot brew. She tells them she has lost half her chickens and fears for her two cows. She offers something special for success, her departed husband's ringmail shirt and heirloom from richer times. Only the person bringing back proof of the bear's death will get the prize. Aelin decides not to tell his friends about the ringmail, working to convince them to come along for the glory of it all. The bear bothering the farm can't be too tough, since it prefers nabbing chickens to living naturally in the hills. The old woman thinks it may be ill or injured, but that's likely to make it more dangerous to a hunter. The next day, the lads return to her farm. She tells Aelin that if he will go, she will gift him with a flask of healing potion, which will perhaps aid him in the quest. She shows Aelin the most recent tracks, and the three youths set off. Setting off north from the farmhouse, they find themselves heading into the hills. An old, dark tower rises from a low hill, brambles and thorn bushes surrounding the base and forming a sort of crown around the rising stone needle that stands above. The tracks run almost directly towards it. That's Crag's ruin, Beric whispers as they all stare up at the top. All have heard that ghosts dwell there and that, in the past, one of the hunters had to fight a troll nearby. Still, the tracks run up towards the ruin and they have come too far not to investigate further. 
Aelin unhitches his shield and readies his javelin, ready to throw should anything try to spring a surprise on them. He has a longer spear across the back of his leather jerkin, just in case. Beric draws an arrow from his quiver and knocks it to his bow. He smiles at the other two in anticipation of the hunt to come. Caleb grabs his two-handed spear and grips it with determination. His shield slung and axe at his side will be useful, but he favours the reach of the spear in the first instance. It's time to make some secret skill checks as the arbiter in this scenario. There are two rolls to make and each character gets to roll so there's a fair chance of success even though these are inexperienced youths. The first check is for listening. If that's successful then the character can make a spot hidden check as a follow-up and they might find something useful. So here's the rolls. Listening all needs 45% or less. Aelin. 72. Beric. 64. Caleb. 48. Oh well then. Circling the base of the hill, they found the narrow and overgrown path that ran through the undergrowth quite easily. Aelin noticed how it spiralled around the hillside and steadily rose toward the tower at the summit. This was clearly the remnant of a wider trackway, because he could see broken stones peeking through the grass and leaves. It occurred to him that pathways would become completely overgrown unless there were other travellers who on occasion used this outpost. He reasoned that the bear might well be one such visitor to Crag's ruin. Suddenly there was a roar and a loud cracking from the undergrowth above them on the trackway. The big brown bulk of an animal lunged forward towards them, its huge paws and wide open maw terrifying in the dim overcast of the late morning. The bear had found them. Who will the bear lunge for? I'll roll 1d6 and on a 1 to 2 it's Aelin, 3 to 4 it's Beric, 5 to 6 is Caleb. The roll? 1. Aelin it is. Before we begin the fight, a couple of rules are worth outlining. Firstly, each round is 12 seconds long and the characters can perform one complete action. As that's quite a long time in terms of battle, we'll treat it reasonably generously. Secondly, the characters and creatures go in order of dex rank, which is basically from highest to lowest score of their dexterity characteristic. That puts the bear first, Beric next, then Caleb, then Aelin. And lastly, the melee round sequence is a statement of intent, the movement of non-engaged characters, the resolution of melee and missiles, and bookkeeping. So, let's begin. Entering combat, round one. Character status, Aelin, 16 hit points, Beric, 12 hit points, Caleb, 15 hit points. The bear lunged towards Aelin. Aelin decides to stab out with his javelin and block with his shield. Beric will aim and fire his bow at the bear, and Caleb will run forward and stab the bear with his spear. 
The bear swipes at Aelin with both paws as it tries to bring him down to the ground for a bite. Aelin brings his shield up to parry and gets it between him and the bear quickly. The first paw goes wide and the right paw misses as the bear misjudges the lunge, crashes off the young man's shield, landing just ahead of Aelin on the path. I'm going to make a quick test of Aelin's strength versus the bear's size to see if Aelin can keep his feet under all that weight. That's strength 8 versus size 17 on the resistance table. Not good odds, with Aelin needing 5% or less. He rolls 27. Aelin falls backward under the weight of the bear, shield up to ward off the beast and javelin still gripped in hand. Beric looses his arrow at the bear, shooting over the head of the prone Aelin and misses wildly. He's not at all accomplished shot, so he isn't surprised. Caleb runs at the bear with his spear, both hands gripped firmly as he charges forward. The bear roars as he closes and the big lad loses his nerve, stabbing out wide to miss. Aelin stabs up at the bear with his javelin, but the weapon strikes at a weird angle and the half glances off the beast's fur. Round two. Character status is, by some luck, unchanged. The bear will pounce at Aelin with a pause and try and bite. Aelin will try and regain his feet and scuffle backwards, shield up to parry and javelin ready to stab at the bear. Beric will switch to his mace and move to stand beside his friend Aelin, where Caleb will try again to stab the bear with the spear. The bear's paws lash out as it bounds forward towards Aelin tries to bite him. Aelin's shield is battered aside by the paw and the bite strikes home. Aelin screams in pain as the teeth clamp down onto his thigh and tear out a huge gobbet of flesh. He's reduced to half his hit points in a single moment. Beric drops the bow, whips out his mace and steps in alongside Aelin and ready to defend his friend. Caleb stabs out at the bear with his spear and scores a ridiculously good hit over the head of his friend. He has rolled 0-1 on the dice, putting him inside the target score for an impale. Caleb can roll the damage of the spear and add the maximum damage for the weapon too. That means he's rolling 1d8 plus 1 and adding 9 extra points. The roll? 7 plus 1 is 8 plus 9 is 17. The bear has two points of fairy armor, so that's 15 damage scores. It's enough to kill the bear outright. Caleb's spear rips into the back of the bear as it bites into Aelin's leg. The blade strikes perfectly and impales right down into the beast's chest, piercing its lung and heart. With a shudder and grunt, the bear's teeth relax and then, as it loses all power in its muscles, the bulk of the creature collapses down onto Aelin's raised shield. Caleb yells with the adrenaline of it all and the boy's cry covers the pained yelp of Aelin beneath the bear's weight. The battle is over just a little longer than 20 seconds after it had begun. Pulling Aelin out from underneath the bear's carcass, they gave their injured friend the flask of potion to drink. As he drank down the thick, viscous liquid, Aelin felt a warm flood through him, and they marvelled as the wound began to knit together and heal at an accelerated rate. It wasn't completely repaired, but it was enough that Aelin could stand with only a modicum of pain. "'What do we do now?' asked Caleb. 
I say we drag this thing back to old widow's farm, answered Beric. It's too big for that, said Aelin. They decided to use Caleb's axe to hack off the bear's head, and then they pushed the carcass down off the path. It was a shame to leave the fur, but they really hadn't come prepared to cart the thing home, and none of the youths knew anything about skinning bears. Don't you want to know what's up in the bear's lair? asked Aelin. The others looked at one another, and then back at Aelin. Of course we do, Aelin, but it'd be best to take the bear's head back and get your legs seen to. There might be other dangers up there, and it's supposed to be haunted to boot. And so it was that, with a heart filled with mixed feelings, Aelin led them back southward to the farm. Caleb carried his prize, the bear's head, and Aelin vowed that he would give his friend the ringmail shirt for saving his life. I'm not entirely sure why, but I needed to do that, at least just once. Recording a session of solo play has exorcised the demon that's been nagging me since the pandemic attempt in 2020. I hope that it wasn't too terrible. You'll have to let me know what you think. But one thing is for sure, creating an audio adventure is much, much harder than recording a regular podcast episode. Thanks to John from Tale of the Manticore and Simon from Legend of the Bones for their inspiration. Thanks also to Tabletop Audio for the additional music and ambient sounds. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening, either way. And that's it for another week. Thanks to the Roleplay Rescue patrons who support the show through patreon.com slash rpgrescue and to John from Tale of the Manticore for all the show music. Next week, I hope to be back with a conversation with my very good friend, Arlen Walker, over from live from Pelham's Wasteland. But until then, well, thanks for listening. My name is Che Webster. This is Roleplay Rescue. I hope you'll tune in again next time. Game on.